Hi everybody, welcome back to the Purpose Odyssey podcast. This is the third episode and today we are going to be talking about the importance of healthy relationships and I do have a guest finally and I think he's all right personally. I appreciate that, thank you. You appreciate it? I do. (laughs) What's your name? Uh, my name is Zachary Sukel. Yeah, where do you come from? Uh, Maplewood, New Jersey. How do I know you? We were chainsaw partners <laughs> in AmeriCorps. How is that the most important aspect of this relationship? Well, you, well, you said, how do you know you're me? You're not going to say you're my boyfriend? Oh, uh, yeah. So we're chainsaw say, partners we in were, the past life. We were chainsaw partners, and then we fell in love, and now you are my girlfriend. <laughs> That's the whole summary of who we are. <laughs> i guess so yeah i thought he was the best person to bring on for this topic because i would say that i think we have a pretty healthy relationship i do too would you think so i think it's very healthy relationship yeah i don't have many complaints i have a lot oh yeah (laughs) but the thing is if you did you would tell me and you know what that is a healthy relationship it is because you work (laughs) out your issues but i don't think a lot of people do talk about that kind of stuff So today I thought we would talk about that because I think your relationships in your life impact just about every other aspect, including your career, your family, everything like that. So to have kind of a stable foundation for life, I feel like this is an important aspect and not just romantic relationships, but Mm -hmm. friendships, um, your relationship with your family, if you are still close to them, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, but to start for the day, I am still going to do a little bit of a travel update, and thankfully, Zach's been traveling with me the whole time, so he can probably put some input in here, but we are still in La Fortuna, Costa Rica. Not much has changed, actually, since last week. Mm-mm. Um, news update. Uh, I have the Gripe. Which we've been calling the Gripe the whole yeah. time, until it- a local kindly was like, Gripe. It's just the flu uh, in Costa Rica. But it's intense, apparently. Yeah. I looked it up online and it sounded crazy, but... It it doesn't... Uh, there's a different name for it in Costa Rica than the flu, and it just sounds so much more dangerous and scary. Gripe? Yeah. Y- you think that sounds threatening? No, I just more like uh, the flu versus gripe. Like, Same thing with... um. Eggplant. Yeah. <laughs> well, I what can't was it even called? remember the oh. name. <laughs> but we were talking to some other like locals here, and they were trying to figure out the English word for egg- eggplant. Um, and theirs was a beautiful word. I I really should go look it up. I can't remember it. And they're like eggplant, and I'm like, yeah. Unfortunately, we have a, quite an ugly. Huevos <laughs> planta. And I think that's most of the time when we talk about English with um, people that natively speak Spanish. It's just kind of an ugly language. No offense to all the English speakers. I think English is a pretty language in some terms. Like, but, like, do I you think. you have an example of a. Uh, when it's pretty? Yeah. Uh, eggplant. <laughs> <laughs> I think. It's all right. A funny anyway. It's <laughs> <laughs> enough about eggplant. Um, yeah, we're still in La Fortuna, Costa Rica. We're still in the same hostel working for them. We do get free work exchange, so that's really nice. I don't know how we would be doing this if we were paying for lodging as well. I don't know either. I don't know how people do it. I don't. I 
they save up a lot of money, I guess. I guess. I mean, we're yeah, I guess that's probably it. But still, I don't think it's worth the extra money every single night for long-term travel, I guess. Yeah. So, yeah, if you are looking to do long-term travel, I highly suggest just doing volunteer work. It's like four hours of our night. Mm-hmm. We work from like 6 to 10. Mm-hmm. And which we have the whole morning bad. to go explore La Fortuna, um, go to the river and swim. And yeah, we've done uh, hikes in the morning before mm-hmm. we work. And it can be like long hikes too. It's We don't start till 6 p.m. So, yeah. And it's not like we're doing rigorous work. No, it's... He uh, played card games yesterday. That was his job. That was. <laughs> I know. It sounds... And yet he still almost called in sick. <laughs> okay. First of all, I felt terrible he probably should have we probably shouldn't have let him play cards with other people but (laughs) it's every time we told our host that he was sick so he wasn't coming out they were kind of like um he needs to get outside now like a lot of people here believe that you should not be indoors if you're sick which is kind of contradicting what we've learned in the united states where it's like you just need to rot in your bed yeah and eventually you'll sweat it out you know which I don't know which way is correct, but I'm gonna trust the locals on their own local. I feel better flu. now. Yeah, I he do does. Feel a lot it actually now. only took two days. Mm-hmm. Now I've am getting it, so that's really wonderful. She's getting the gripe. The, the gripe. El gripe. El gripe. That sounds really threatening, huh? <laughs> <laughs> kind of. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just my throat. So if my voice ever does sound weird, I'm sorry about that. But it's not too bad. <laughs> no, you get over it pretty fast. It's just kind yeah. of like a sinus infection almost. Yeah. Um, There's no like stomach issues. It's not that kind of flu. It's no. just like a fever stomach. Nope. No. Nope. Just said no stomach. No, but. it's like a, you get a little fever. You get sweaty and then your nose is just clogged and your throat kind of yeah, feels Zach, like. Zach makes that very evident that his nose little. is clogged. He's All really right. loud about it. Yeah. So. Sydney gags every time I blow my nose and she's like. <coughs> Wouldn't you? No. it's I'm just blowing my nose. He's very disruptive about it. Okay. <laughs> I don't think I am. And it's just like you hear every little thing coming out of his nose. <laughs> every like, little thing? Yeah. It's like a whole event when he blows his nose. <laughs> he walks to the bathroom, gets his paper towel, but the toilet also has to be up because he's going to spit in the toilet as well. <laughs> Does anyone else do this? Does it have to be this huge event? I'm sorry, what? <laughs> I'm just I don't make a giant like, party out of it. Like, ah, yeah, put the toilet seat up. Where did you get that accent from? <laughs> put the toilet seat up. <laughs> <laughs> what accent? We did meet a few Russian men here. Maybe you're picking it up from oh, them. Oh, maybe. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> travels, are going- <laughs> travels are going really well. Um, we feel very settled in now if that makes sense it's been about a week that we've been here and it's nice to just not be in survival mode anymore and that's kind of to not only like our travels in drag bay but i feel like in the united states i was kind of in survival mode as well mm-hmm. i don't know if you felt the same uh maybe in at some uh or in some instances i yeah. felt like it just the, like with work and and like the you know having two days off but only working or taking one day off instead mm-hmm. and something like that yeah um where it's just like you're expected to work even on your days off yeah so it was like that yeah especially for your job yeah yeah but Which, for those of you who don't know he does wildland firefighting with the forest service and that's a lot of hours to be worked so it's fair that you were sometimes in survival mode at work yeah 
Yeah. But here it's just, I don't know if it's because I was meant to be traveling and I felt like I knew that in the United States, but I feel like my body has gone out of, um, I guess survival mode is the best way. I, I think I thought it was anxiety for the longest time, which it was, but um, since being here, I don't really feel that anymore, which is kind of crazy, especially because I don't have any anxiety medication here. Mm-hmm. So that's a wild thing. So maybe I am not telling anyone to get off of anxiety medication to make that very clear. <laughs> so I am not a doctor. Um, it was kind of just having no choice. I had to wean off of it because a lot of countries didn't have it. Um, but I do think it's interesting that I feel like my body almost knew I was in the wrong situation. Um, doing the wrong job and now that I'm actually in a situation that I love that kind of feeling has gone away I I haven't had any like panic attacks anything like that and yeah I just kind of feel settled my mind went quiet for the first time yeah I think for me it's when we first started our like our first week here Mm -hmm. and we were just working Mm -hmm. and our host Humana was like go explore like (laughs) the town and we were like what yeah just like no we have to work and she was like no go explore you'll work from like six to ten just doing events and stuff like that for the people and we're like okay and so the next week then we did like what we were saying the hikes and Mm -hmm. and going to the river yeah um and just yeah the survival mode definitely just turned off yeah it was a weird transition because it's like in the United States, you feel very guilty for not working all of the time. And even though I have like this project and everything, he may not, our host feels like my boss. And so when I wasn't consistently working throughout the day, I felt very guilty until like he said, she just finally kind of shut it off. She's like, no, you need to be like relaxing. You need to go explore. Like, that's not why people are here. Like people in Costa Rica just like to enjoy life, you know? And I think that's like a sheer difference that, a lot of people can learn from because I think we've lost sight of that in the United States with mm-hmm. all of the capitalistic values and just rushing and rushing to get to a goal that really doesn't exist. Like we don't really know what we're rushing for. And it's a very interesting thing when you leave that rush. Mm-hmm. It's it was it was a big shock factor for me yeah. where it's like, wow, I'm working mm-hmm. four hours a day mm-hmm. and. It, I'm playing card games with people. That's my work. <laughs> like, For context, <laughs> he's pl- his job is basically to create a good atmosphere for the hostel, which he does very well at. Um, oh, he just you. has to plan. <laughs> he just has to plan social events five nights a week. So yesterday it was a card game. You've done movie before, nights. Yeah, movie nights. Um, we've what are you doing tonight? Humana is teaching us how to dance. Oh, yeah. I'll be skipping that one. Yeah. No, shout out, Humana. You're still a great dancer, but I can't dance for the life of me. That's okay. Yeah, so we'll be skipping that one. Well, he might be going, but... I'll, I'll probably be going. Yeah, our host is teaching people how to salsa tonight, so I'm going to work on her website from afar, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sydney will be there to support me in my oh my dance moves. I will? I think so. Okay. So I'll just be sitting there on my laptop as others dance, and I'll cheer you on as you do twirls. Yes. That's a normal night out anyway, I feel like. <laughs> <laughs> if you've ever gone out with Zach, which you probably haven't because he just became legal enough to <laughs> So none of you have. He's basically just twirling as I cheer him on. <laughs> Does his little dancey dances. <laughs> Center of attention. 
which if you know him that's no surprise whatsoever he was doing that just in our everyday life anyways i feel very called out right now this is not a healthy Welcome relationship to the podcast. <laughs> but it's honesty and transparency and so we're very comfortable with each other all right. Anyways, that's our travel update. Still here. We'll be here for the next two weeks. And then we are going to be setting off for either Nicaragua or Guatemala. Totally depends who the heck takes us. So if you're listening to this and you live in Guatemala or Nicaragua, let us know if you got somewhere for us to work. Because we haven't found anyone quite yet. But we are talking to a man who is doing... He basically runs a sailboat company that teaches people how to sail. And we have an interview with him today, actually. Oh. Whoops. Yeah, we have an interview with him today. Um, And the objective would be for him to teach us how to sail. We can sleep on his boat and use all of the basically yeah amenities of the arenas and everything like that. So it's actually really nice. And... I would be, or we would be helping him with carpentry stuff on the boat and then cooking as well, which I think is a great exchange. He also has a motorcycle he would let us borrow, yeah. which I have no idea how to drive that. So sorry, mom and dad, I'll figure that out later on. Just to transition a little bit, I do want everybody to know who Zach is a little bit, how we started, as he previously mentioned. I guess we started as Chainsaw Partners, huh? Yes. So I grew up in a town called Midwood, New Jersey. Mm-hmm. And Which is the most beautiful place on earth. It's no other place like it. <laughs> <laughs> we often say that because we see like amazing views through our travels, but every time we see something, we're just like... Mm, it doesn't top Midwood, New Jersey. We wish we were back there. Yeah, nope. <laughs> <laughs> Which, again, know that we love Midwood, New Jersey. There's nothing wrong with it, I promise. We just like saying that joke. Oh... <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I grew up in a, a small town called Maplewood, New Jersey. Um, mm-hmm. Or not small. It was pretty medium-sized, I guess. Uh, and then after high school, I took a gap year and joined AmeriCorps. Mm-hmm. And I started on a different team. Uh, and then I joined the FMT team that Sydney was leading. Which is a... Uh, Fuels fuels management, wild and fire kind of specialty team that they have Mm -hmm. that I got assigned to run, which I still don't know how I got that. But I'm glad you did. I did. And it was just such a weird thing because I remember at the time that option being there, it was like there was three specialty teams you could run. There was a lot of team leaders. So a lot of it was mostly just normal teams. Um, And for some very strange reason, it's like I knew I was supposed to do that one but i genuinely could not come up with a foolproof reason why it just felt like that was what i was meant to do mm-hmm. and then of course i ended up meeting zach which was just so strange <laughs> yeah and there was no way he wasn't gonna let me on i mean he wasn't gonna let himself on that team he bothered me consistently when i, I didn't did know him. every yeah. time i would see her walking around and be like hi sydney i'm gonna be on your team and sydney would say no i don't get to pick the teams <laughs> I, did. I i knew she did <laughs> I knew. And I was Not like, completely. Well, Our bo- my boss, Masa, also, he mostly did, but I got to have input, you know? Yeah. If I, like, absolutely despised someone, I'm sure I could have, but there was no one that I despised, obviously. Yeah. But, yeah, he became yeah. on my team. And then we were Chainsaw Partners. Mm-hmm. And over the course of the... Which, Chainsaw Partners... Rest of the months. That just means 
because we were working with like the forest service and everything we had to fell trees a lot like take down trees so to prevent wildland fires from spreading we would just create these fuel breaks they call them and for our program we just shared a chainsaw between two people and so when we were testing out who works best with each other it was like the first time i worked with zach i immediately could breathe again because i felt safe for the first time when i was so afraid of chainsaws oh oh i was so afraid of it make me blush (laughs) and i tried working with a lot of people but I didn't even know him at the time, really. But right when I started working with him, I'm like, okay, I have to work with this guy because I don't really feel safe in any other scenario. So, yeah, I'm glad that worked out. Me too. I'm yeah. glad that worked out. <laughs> we saved each other's life a few times. Mm-hmm. Okay, mostly he saved my life a few times. <laughs> <laughs> um, so thanks for that, I guess. Anytime. Yeah. <laughs> there was a few times where I was trying to cut down a tree and it almost fell in my head and... Well, I guess it was just one time and he ended up stopping it with his bare hands while I continued to stand there doe-eyed with my chainsaw running and then he pushed me out of the way. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Good times on on the forest. Yeah. yeah. I've almost killed him a few times on accident. Yeah. I, I don't remember why though. Uh, I ran over you with the tree. You did. Yeah. You did. I mean, I that was, wasn't you didn't kill me. That was you were so I'm proud sure of I didn't yourself. feel great. You, it was like when i first started understanding how to cut down a tree and i think i wanted to seem strong no mm-hmm. i don't know i tried carrying it up you, a hill yeah you cut down this tree and you were so proud and you're like i'm gonna take it up and i was like yeah you go and i was like do you want help and you're like no i got it and you just start dragging it and i tried moving out of the way but it was too late and so i just laid down and covered my face and, and i just in the background was like ah! <laughs> and I see his arms up. I'm like, oh, crap. Uh, she gets to the top and I stand back up and she's like, where did... Oh. <laughs> so that was one time I injured him. Not really, but no. I didn't save your life no. by any means. Or when we had to climb up this little oh. mountain. Not mountain, but it was, like it was a little, little cliff, cliff face. Thing. It was like maybe 20 feet You know tall. what? I blame this on him because he... I was the one cutting. He was the one pulling brush away or like little trees away. And he decides to put his body on the very edge of the cliff. Like he's literally standing on I the very a, edge on, of it. I was Which, mind you, edge. it's not like a cliff made out of rock. It's dirt. <laughs> and so all of a sudden, he's like holding the brush and I just see him like... Shrink. <laughs> it's, all of a sudden, all I can see is his head. And I didn't think to turn off the chainsaw. It's still going while I see him just like holding on for dear life. I'm like laughing while the whole team is on the ground being like, oh, like he's not safe yet. I think M said that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah. And then I just thought, oh, I'll just keep cutting. And then all of a sudden I see his arms go up. Oh, <laughs> he fell down the cliff. Sorry about that one. Oh, no, that no, was no. another time. Um, to his mom and dad, I swear we were safe. <laughs> i'm not trying to get him injured <laughs> oh my god I but yeah so we were that. together for a while and then at the very very end I, it just felt like you were my best friend i don't mm-hmm. know yeah i think a turning point was when i i think i went away for a trip and yes i was gone for like 10 days i went to go visit one of my friends and i found myself for some reason missing specifically him which was really weird because he was just like a member on my team. I didn't really think anything of it until that point. I admired him as like a human being, but I didn't think of him in that way at all, which was interesting. Yeah. I, when Sydney went on the trip, I, 
kind of found myself like I don't know, not having as much fun as I thought I like usually did. Um, like I would hang out with you know my my friends on the on the team, um, and I don't know, I just it wasn't the same when she was not present. Yeah, and I remember I <laughs> decided to call him just to check up on the team. It didn't even ring. And he, all of a sudden, he was like, "Hello." <laughs> How did how did you uh, how are you? <laughs> it's like okay, so yeah, I think that was kind of just like a turning point. I thought I just admired him as like a person, but then just like very slowly, I was like, huh, I don't think it's like that at mm. the very end. But yeah, so I'm glad it worked out. Me too. Yeah, and I moved to Austin. We did long distance for a while, which stunk. It, yeah, stunk, stunky or stinky. Stunky, stunky. It was so stunky. <laughs> That's a very descriptive word that you use. So stunky. Uh, I don't know. Okay, anyways, <laughs> it it wasn't great. I didn't love it. Um, the reason for that was I was done with Wild and Fire. I had no interest in continuing, uh, but he did. So he stayed with the Forest Service while I made that decision to move back to Austin, which was fine. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, we did long distance for a few months. He came and visited once, and after that we were just like, should we be living together? Because, mm-hmm. yeah. But we did a couple seasons like that where it was like six months on, six months off. Yeah. And it was hard. It was. To do long distance. Um, but I think if it's with the right person, it never seemed not doable, which was interesting. Mm-hmm. And it was, I think it all has to do with that communication and that constant, you know, reassurance of mm-hmm. like, I'm here, you know, and and we're in this together. And it's not just... Yeah. one person putting in the effort and the other person isn't it was both of us putting in effort mm-hmm. and both of us going through that same struggle yeah and zach's always been super good with communication in terms of i've never asked him to give me updates about like what he's doing I, i've never been that type of person to have someone tell me oh i'm gonna go out with my friends from this time to that time like i might not be around my phone but he just did that automatically and i didn't realize how much that would help put my brain at ease because i don't know i i feel like a lot of people who have done long distance even if you do trust your partner your mind can get the best of you because you're alone for so long and i've experienced that with other partners but with him it was never like that it was just this constant reassurance and i never was questioning what he was doing or like who he was with he was always really transparent with that so that's some good advice i don't Mm -hmm. know yeah yeah i think another thing that helped was our schedule for like communicating we knew um kind of that we talked at night Mm -hmm. and i think that can get kind of fuzzy with people because couples will often text all day yeah and i think that's actually not the best thing to do because then when it's time to actually talk to each other you won't have you won't have anything to talk about yeah because you just you would already talk throughout the day yeah I feel like a good good thing <clears throat> if you're doing, you know, long distance and and there is that what was it, two hour difference? Yeah, Something I think like it was that. only two hours, which I know can get a lot worse for people. Yeah. Especially if Sydney had to work early, um, in that oh, the next yeah. morning, then it kind of started getting a little bit, you know, that did s- suck. I uh, worked sketchy. early mornings, he worked nights kind of. So yeah, I just think having that kind of schedule an expectation about when your time is to talk to each other when you are doing long distance helps a lot Mm -hmm. 
And then if you do have to make changes to that, to let the person know so they're not kind of planning their day around it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That open communication is very good. Yeah. And just letting them know what's happening and what's going on. Mm -hmm. Keeping them in the loop and not just figure it out for yourself definitely helps. Also, if you are doing long distance, try to have a date where you're seeing each other. Like, even if it's so far in advance, if you have no planned like even a weekend to see each other like even if it's a year in advance it makes it so much worse because it's like this never-ending thing like you can't do a countdown for yourself it just helps your brain a lot to have just something to look forward to at least you Mm -hmm. know um but yeah that's all our advice on long distance i think i got lucky this this fire season because sydney and her family um came to a olympic national park and mm-hmm. all i had to do is just drive up um to washington you know yeah. it was like a couple hours away and i got to hang out and yeah see my girlfriend and her family for a week and yeah. i, I and that broke up like six months so yeah that helped it, it helped so much yeah it, it definitely helped mentally and you know emotionally yeah too, which is very good to see yeah how is that working far away from like all of your family and your friends it can get difficult sometimes mm-hmm. um i liked working with my friends more mm-hmm. um this season was was interesting i met some some you know cool people that i still keep in touch with but um when it comes to like you know that like you know family it just i miss them and and you know my girlfriend you <laughs> i missed you um your chainsaw partner my chainsaw partner yeah, yeah. nothing more nothing less <laughs> <laughs> sorry to the team for lying to you for a month <laughs> i think they all knew oh 100 yeah. <laughs> percent. we had to hide that we were together for well we weren't even together at that point but from but it was probably a month near yeah. the end and that was really really hard mm-hmm. i did not like that mm-hmm. so if any of you are listening we are sorry we just felt like we had no other option no yeah and that is something interesting that I kind of do want to talk about. Um, there was a lot of factors that went into our relationship in the very, very beginning that I think almost prevented it it from happening. I don't know how better to word that. Yeah. Yeah. Like. There was, I was a team leader and he was a core member. And because of that, God, I, I don't even know if I should be talking about this. Why? I don't know. Because, like, technically it's, like, against I, – I think that's really, really usually a very bad situation mm-hmm. where it's a point of – what is the word? Authority. I was a person of authority within that group. I was a team leader, and they were mm-hmm. core members, um, which is frowned upon mm-hmm. and also against the rules of the time. So we didn't tell anybody. Um, and it almost stopped it from happening. And I'm not saying those kind of rules should not be in place, but I'm just so glad it didn't stop me. Like, I would have never, ever made the first move because of it. I never even thought about it. But thankfully, sorry. (laughs) But, like, thankfully, Zach is the one who, like, crossed that line, I guess. Like, made it clear that he did have feelings for me because I would have never been that person to Mm -hmm. do it because of that line. And the other thing was... He is significantly younger than me. Mm-hmm. I'm, I was, I think he's five years younger than me, which is something I never envisioned 
myself doing to be honest is dating a younger guy i think there's like a lot of stigma yeah i feel like it's usually the other way around where the man is dating Older. yeah and a younger girl yeah. and i've only been in those kind of situations not ever huge gaps but i've never been the older one mm-hmm. so that was just an interesting thing and also was something that i let my mind almost stop me from dating him which is now looking back absolutely crazy <laughs> you know but i th- think it happened at the exact right time because if it had happened any earlier I would have let what I was worried about other people thinking about me as stop me mm-hmm. completely. I, I almost did. And then I literally had to think to myself, I have learned so many lessons about relationships at this point, what I'm looking for, what I need. And I cannot ignore this anymore. You know, mm-hmm. it's like I would be ignoring every lesson I have learned. I cannot worry about what other people think mm-hmm. about my relationship. And, Thank God, because now we always get compliments, I guess. I don't I, I don't want to sound like cocky about it, but No, yeah. Just I don't know. Yeah, we get we we get told that we are a very good couple. Yeah. Like when people meet us, it's interesting because just the other day a couple from Argent or not a couple, a pair of friends from Argentina was like, You two are very harmonious yeah. which we have never heard. But it's just those kind of compliments and to think that I almost didn't take the jump on this because I was worried about other people's perceptions. And these are the perceptions that actually Hmm. happened is just crazy. It's like what your mind creates for you to be anxious about. Just, just don't pay attention to it. Yeah. You know, do what you want. Yeah. And that goes for everything. Like I almost lucked out. I mean, I almost missed the best relationship of my life. I, almost didn't take this jump because I was worried about it. But yeah, yeah, once you actually do it, it seems like there's like this influx of people that are actually supporting you and, and just giving you, you know, morale, morale boosters and, Mm -hmm. and just like they're there and they're supporting it. And yeah, if they actually love you, they're going to love seeing you happy Mm -hmm. and they're going to love seeing you chasing something that's bigger than yourself. If it's a relationship, that's actually good for you. I should say if it's a career, anything like that, if they actually love you, they won't care what it is. Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, I guess that kind of goes into our topic for the day of the importance of healthy relationships in your life. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) When I say healthy relationship, what are you picturing? I guess me mm-hmm. um no the other guy uh who <laughs> <laughs> okay yeah but what what do you picture like what do you think of um oh, like good communication mm-hmm. uh supportive um understanding someone that you can uh, you let your guard down with mm-hmm. you know and just kind of show you that that your your truest like rawest form mm-hmm. of like you know who you are deep down inside and I think I get that. I know I get that with, with you. Yeah. And I think it's also has to do with, uh, like, yeah, I think communication is just that best, the best one. But yeah. it's also if they're understanding you, I think that's a very big, big part. What do you mean by understanding? Because you can listen, you know, mm. and you can you can talk to them. But if they don't understand anything that you're saying or where you're coming from, then that communication just isn't. When you say understand, do you mean like relate to it or just take the time to actually 
bit, a bit of both. Okay. Take that, take the time to, uh, to relate or take the time to understand and you like things that you can relate to, yeah. you know, instead of like you talking about your problem and then being like, oh, okay. And it just goes in one ear and out the other. Mm-hmm. Whereas like, oh, yeah, okay. Like, I'm sorry that this happened at work today. Like, mm-hmm. have you thought about doing this, you know, yeah. or like, do you are you somebody that appreciates when, cause I know people have different perspectives on this but when you're telling someone an issue that you're having are you someone that prefers that the person responds with advice or are you someone that you're just talking to listen and get support i like when someone gives me advice yeah i think Um, you are like that i like when people give me their advice and then i can kind of Mm -hmm. go back and like and what i think and what they are saying and kind of put together a, a nice little in between and see where that goes which works well because i give so much advice unfortunately yeah Uh, i think that's that's great yeah for us (laughs) yeah but that's definitely a not an issue but something i've run into where i've always naturally done that Mm -hmm. i always listen to kind of like gather information and then give that person what i would do or like any advice i can give because i thought that was the point and i only probably within the last couple of years, probably through AmeriCorps, living with so many people, realize that not everyone prefers that. Like some people just want your support. Mm-hmm. And I think that's also something that in a healthy relationship, you can even just ask that. Like, what is it that you prefer? Or like in the beginning of a conversation when your partner or your friend is coming to you about something, you can stop them and be like, am I listening just to support you with this? Like, or are you should I be thinking about like advice to give you that kind of stuff kind of getting that clarification about what the other person needs and wants from types of conversations like that because not everybody's the same and they might not think like you and they don't have to no I know some people that just kind of want to be listened to and and have someone to vent to (laughs) and then they're like okay I feel so much better thanks for yeah you know letting me vent that's kind of me and yeah I often especially if I'm having a problem if if I'm very frustrated at at the time, mm-hmm. sometimes giving advice almost makes me more frustrated. Yeah, for sure. You've mm-hmm. seen that. Yeah, because <laughs> I don't know. I feel like when I'm in the heat of the moment venting about something, I've yeah. come to the point where it's like, I just need a second. Like I'm not yeah. actually going to think logically about this. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. When you you had a if you had like you had a problem and I'd be like, well, you could do this. And you're like, no, that wouldn't work. And I'd be like, okay, <laughs> what about would this? If and I thought like, about it later, like, <laughs> no, so it wouldn't work. And I was like, okay. just everything stops working in my brain. Yeah. But yeah. So yeah, communication is definitely the first thing that I would think of as well. Just being able to respect each other. Oh, boundaries. That's boundaries. also a very one, yeah. a very big one. Finding someone that respects boundaries is able to communicate boundaries, which is a work in progress. Some people don't come like that. Yeah. You know, like some people grew up in families where boundaries were not respected and they weren't taught to make their own boundaries, mm-hmm. especially as a kid. A lot of people were taught that they can't say no to a parent and stuff like that. So coming into adult life, it's really hard to set boundaries for some people. Mm-hmm. I think that was a lesson probably both me and you had to learn, not because of our parents, but just in general, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but yeah, that's definitely another thing you can do to create more healthy relationships is teaching yourself how to be able to set boundaries for yourself. Um, and what that means is like not always saying yes to helping somebody out. Like when you yourself are feeling really strained, like strained in life, like, Sometimes you can't show up for that other person and be like, hey, we might have to 
table this for now. Like I'll talk to you at another time. And if it's a healthy enough relationship, they should be able to respect that. Mm-hmm. And if not, you can choose to either work on that together or, you know, move along, mm-hmm. I guess, you know? Yeah. Depends on what kind of relationship that you're in already. Does that make sense? It does. Yeah. I like the way that you put that. Yeah. So, yeah, communication is definitely number one. Um, trust is a huge thing, and I think that's for all types of relationships. And I, I know most people already know this already, but um just there's no situation that zach could be in that i would be worried if that makes sense i don't think i've ever felt that way before about another partner which no shame to another partner that's just like how my brain has always been wired was to just kind of be worried about if they were alone at a party if they were hanging out with like a girl or something like that it's just how my brain naturally worked but with zach there's so much trust there i guess Mm -hmm. that i've never once been like oh no like what (laughs) if there's a girl and i don't know if that's because of the communication most likely yeah i I think think there's a lot of things that go into that i think a big part of um why we have such good communication in this relationship is because of the work that we were doing Mm -hmm. and how we had to look out for each other because this was, it was a it's a dangerous job yeah. and i didn't want anything to happen to you like i mm-hmm. i knew that i always wanted you in my life so i would do everything i could to protect you and and you know help you and and you did everything you could to protect me and help me yeah. and i think that communication and that that that's i think where that that trust came from because yeah it was like i trust you to help me you know mm-hmm. and and look out for me and I do want to urge people, if you have someone in your life where you find yourself consistently worrying about, like, what they're doing when you're not around, what they're saying, anything like that, whether it's a friend, family member, or a partner, really think about that one. Mm-hmm. Because I used to live in that state, like, worrying about what certain friends were doing or my partner was doing, and I kind of didn't realize that it was possible to live a life without that. But when you're surrounded with the actual right people, I have not been worried about any of that kind of stuff in years. So please know that's not actually normal. And don't gaslight yourself and telling yourself like, oh, it's just a personal issue. Like I just struggle with trust issues, which obviously, of course, some people like there are going to it's going to be harder for some others because of their past. But trust your intuition also, you know, and if you can't come over that, like have an open conversation with them, say, I'm not sure why yet, but I've been feeling worried Mm -hmm. about this and see what they say. Like, and if they can't make you feel better about that, that's a huge red flag. Mm -hmm. And if you are in a strong relationship with that person, any type of relationship, you should be able to have that kind of open conversation. I think one of the, uh, I think a, a good, a good quote is to get comfortable having uncomfortable conversations. Yeah. Um, because without those uncomfortable conversations, the relationship won't be able to grow. Yeah. And so once you have those uncomfortable conversations and you have those like deep moments and talks and it's like, you know, this is bothering me. I don't Mm -hmm. like this. I don't like that. And it's like, you have to get comfortable talking about uncomfortable topics and having uncomfortable conversations with your partner because without those uncomfortable conversations, the relationship won't grow. Um, And 
I think we've had uh, our fair share of uncomfortable conversations. Oh, totally. Especially and in the very beginning. Mm-hmm. Which and was like those second thoughts that I was talking about before, I told him, which was a really, really hard conversation because you don't like telling somebody that kind of stuff. Yeah. And I knew at first he was going to take it personally when it had nothing to do with who he was as a person, but Mm -hmm. that's someone's first instinct. So yeah, with those types of conversations, keep that in mind. Like everybody's first instinct is probably going to be to be defensive. Mm -hmm. Um, But just take it slow. Mm -hmm. Remind them that it's nothing personal. It's just, I want to talk through how I'm feeling my worries Mm -hmm. and most likely it will come out of it Mm -hmm. in a better state mentally yeah as them as well and stronger but if not just take that into consideration you know there's really nothing bad that could come out of that no it's just more of an awareness of is this relationship doing me good or is it really harming me because i there's really not much of a good reason for a relationship or a friendship or even family members to be doing much harm Mm -mm. in your life it should really only be a positive thing yeah there should be no one in your life you're going to bed crying over like friends obviously sometimes family members are going to be an exception but yeah it shouldn't no you know yeah but i think um get comfortable having uncomfortable conversations is a very important yeah thing to know you helped me with that a lot. Yeah. I don't think I liked that at first, but... Yeah. Oh, I didn't like it either. Yeah, you know what? You're right. You were someone that right when something... Because we didn't get into arguments a lot. We still don't. No. It's very, very rare. But at first when I would show signs of being upset or I would say something that upset him, it was his initial reaction to want to leave. Not permanently, but like no. he needed to end the conversation, take a long break and want to come back. Mm-hmm. And I was the opposite and I still am the opposite where I don't like being left with my thoughts to myself and I want to have that conversation immediately. Mm-hmm. So having, if you're in a relationship or a dynamic that's like that, where it's, you have two different, um, I guess, preferences in terms of conflict, yeah. it's important to respect both and kind of find a middle ground. Mm-hmm. No one is right in that situation. Yeah. And telling the other person that they're wrong is not going to help at all. It's only going to push them farther in whatever direction that you don't want to be going in. Yeah. So, yeah, being able to respect, once again, those kind of boundaries, I guess, on both ends. Mm -hmm. Checking in with yourself to make sure that you are someone that respects others' boundaries. Because I know it's hard to learn how to do that. It's hard to be learned to be told no because a lot of people think it's rejection. Yeah. But getting comfortable with rejection is very good. Yeah. Because it's never about you. No. Ever. Mm-mm. So, yeah, those are the first two things. Definitely communication, trust, and with that, being able to have uncomfortable conversations, conversations with people in your life. Yeah. I guess another one for me, like I guess you kind of already mentioned it, is making sure that you have things in common with them. And yeah. I think this is something that's hard when you grow up because a lot of people gain, including myself, different hobbies as they grow older they change their views in terms of politics and change like spirituality all of that kind of stuff changes as you grow older and some of the people that you grew up with went either in the other direction they stayed the same and that's totally okay but it's hard to come to terms with sometimes and although i'd like to say that relationships can overcome that i genuinely think sometimes they can't and sometimes it's not worth it 
And when I say things in common, I don't mean, oh, I like riding my bike while she likes to run. Like, obviously, that's not (laughs) something I'm talking about. I like blue and you like blue. (laughs) Like, you don't have to have the same color. Honestly, either the same hobbies. That can be fun if you have different hobbies. Um, But in terms of overall life values, um, respect for other human beings and animals, I think that can get exhausting. And I didn't, for me, for example, when I was still living in Michigan, I found myself surrounded by people that had very different life outlooks than me. And I don't think they're wrong anymore. But at the time, because I was so surrounded by it, I felt so isolated and almost angry. Mm -hmm. It was like, even when I wasn't around the people I I was surrounding myself with, it was like I was in a permanent state of anger because I'm like, no one understands what I'm trying to say. Mm -hmm. That's how I felt as well. Um, I felt like I didn't really blend in and and mesh with the people that I was surrounded with as well. Um, When? In high school. In high school? The same as you. And all throughout middle school too. Um, Mm. It just, nothing really clicked for me. Um, I kind of always had this... want for like really deep connections but I never got that with people in high school it was just very like surface level stuff Mm -hmm. and I think that surrounding myself with people that had you know the same um like not frequency but like vibe I would say no frequency makes sense yeah as me vibrations that Mm -hmm. we always say yeah exactly It, it it made that the connection connections so much stronger yeah than than i could have imagined yeah um, i think it's also interesting because during middle school and high school both me and you didn't really know who we were mm-hmm. so that also i feel like could be a part as to why we couldn't find our group and it's like we say now that we can attract the right like frequency, the right vibe, but that's probably because we know ourselves better. I totally agree with that. Yeah, that's actually interesting. Yeah. I feel like we were both kind of lost at sea during high school because we were just so desperate to get that group because it was like a popularity contest almost, and we didn't really... Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it wasn't about finding the people that... It was just how many friends you had and yeah. how many people that you knew. and So and it didn't even matter no. if they had things in common because you didn't even know what you wanted. In your right, yeah. yeah. Or who you were as yourself. You just knew you liked to wrestle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that you like garage bands, basically. Yeah. Yeah. But you got a good friend out of that. Yeah, I did. I did. Derek yeah. is a very, very close friend. From that's my the one you got left, huh? Yeah. From high school. From high school, that's the only one. Yeah, really. and that's the person with something in common. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. And we he showed me uh, the the love of outdoors. He brought really? me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he he took me on my first like, or my well. My dad took me fishing when I was little, but I don't really remember it. Yeah. He took me out on a boat uh in delaware or not not in delaware on the delaware water gap and we went fishing for the first time mm-hmm. and he taught me how to fish and how to cast um you know fishing rods yeah. and i always thought he was so cool because he had a he always had a hatchet and he would set tents up outside in his backyard oh. and sleep in it during the summer and i was like you could do that i didn't 
realize you <laughs> could do that? And he's like, you can do whatever you want. And Aww. I was like, yeah, I like that. And then I went into the Forest Service um, with you, or with, we did the AmeriCorps, and then I got my thing in the Forest Service, and we just went camping and, yeah. you know, and hiking and stuff like that. And I mm-hmm. just remembered how much I kind of corresponded that with, with Derek and, and, yeah. and, you know, having that close bond with the friends that I made through AmeriCorps mm-hmm. and uh, with Derek in high school. Yeah. And now it's like almost a prerequisite for any friends that we make. Yeah. Is that they love the outdoors. Cause mm-hmm. I feel like that's most of the activities we do at this point. Yeah. If you had asked me in college, prerequisite was that they like to go to bars and <laughs> <laughs> it's a little different now. Yeah. So, but now we have stronger friendships. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that kind of relates to something that I said in the last episode to kind of tie it together. Um, just the fact that you thought what he was doing was really cool and then you went and did it and it became like one of the most important aspects of your life. I'm telling you, if you see someone do something that you think is really cool, something like that, or you're just really impressed by it, just go try it. There's a reason you're so attracted to it. Hmm. That's the best way I can explain it. It's like if you admire something about someone and you just didn't know someone could actually do that, just go do it because it's clear someone can do it because you're watching someone do it, which means you can also do it. You've done everything else in your life. You can do this too. Mm -hmm. So if you're having trouble kind of figuring out where you fit into this world, what you're actually interested in. If you have something that you always admire about someone, I'm sure there's a reason you're interested in that. Does that make sense? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, because now that's the biggest aspect of your life. And I used to always think it sounds weird because I, in some ways I hate social media, but I used to always think that like YouTube videos, documenting travel, all that kind of stuff was just so cool. And I admired all of the people that did it. But I didn't think I could do it myself. And I'm like, well, that's too much to learn. But now I'm like, oh, there I was, was a reason. I was fascinated about how yeah. these people would, would travel and, and document mm-hmm. all these these like adventures and, and things. And I always thought they were, you know, very scripted. But now that I'm <laughs> like, now that I'm there's older. There's no way to script Yeah, there's no way. <laughs> it's just, it's super interesting. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I just wanted to point that connection out because I swear there's a reason that you admire things about people. It's because you want it within yourself, I Mm -hmm. guess. You want those like traits, I guess you want. Mm -hmm. And I hope you admire your friends. Yeah, I do. You should. I I think everyone should be able to say that they admire their friends just like you would believe that your friends admire you and your partner admires you, your family. It should always feel like that. I, I think everyone should should always hold their friends to a certain like you know standard and kind Mm -hmm. of like in certain aspects idolize them yeah like same with relationships like i idolize you in you know aspects like wow you have you're traveling and you you started your own website and podcast and it's just it's i'm very it's it's amazing like what you're doing and what you've accomplished you're doing it too yeah, yeah, but <laughs> <laughs> I just I, I'm very yeah. uh, it's I'm I'm doing this because you're doing this too. Yeah, and I wouldn't be doing this if you weren't here. Oh, I simply s- put, same, same, same. Yeah. I wouldn't. Yeah, I wouldn't. Yeah, I would know what to do. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. So I yeah, I idolize you in in like in that perspective uh, for this this instance, you yeah. know. And just very proud of you. But thanks. 
to reciprocate that i've always <laughs> been someone that idolizes or just admires zach's kindness if that makes sense he's just someone oh, yeah. that no <laughs> no matter who he meets he is so nice to them and i'm someone that struggles with social anxiety to a pretty extreme extent despite the whole podcast thing but contrary to popular belief i really struggle with social anxiety zach has seen it multiple times um it's okay (laughs) thanks but i've just always admired the way zach can approach just about anyone and make friends with them and i don't i don't specifically know exactly why he's able to be so kind and patient with every single human being that he meets is actually like insane but that's what I, one of the very, very many things that I idolize about you. Oh. Why is that? I got bullied a lot when I was little. I forgot. <laughs> yeah. Same. Yeah. <laughs> so I just, I didn't like the way that I was treated and um, yeah. it kind of took some maturing to realize that instead of, you know, being the person that is always mad all the time because I got bullied, I could... Um, it, it took a lot of mental effort and and mm-hmm. kind of I don't know when it changed, but um, you know just mental change to realize that you can be the better person and mm-hmm. you can treat everyone with kindness because I didn't like the way I was being treated yeah. and so just by giving more kindness out into the world, I feel like is a really good and positive thing. It is, and I feel like it when people including myself like when people are bullied so much growing up I feel like it can really go two very different directions like you said a lot of people can just kind of be angry for like the rest of their life and mean and I think it takes a lot of mental effort and like consistent like it's not just like one switch and you're done you're always going to be kind but the fact that you're able to maintain that kindness to mm-hmm. every single human being, not for a day or a month, but literally since I've known you, mm-hmm. is so impressive. And yeah, <laughs> I just you. wanted to get, yeah, of course. I just don't want you to ever think that's like a small aspect that you should be proud of yourself. I think that's like one of the largest things someone could be proud of themselves for. Thank you. Yeah, of course. I'll pat myself on the back. <laughs> oh, Jesus. All right. Anyways, <laughs> moving on. <laughs> One of the next things, we're getting closer to the end, but so far we had the communication, the trust, um, being able to set boundaries when respecting the other person's boundaries, mm. having those similar values. Uncomfortable conversations. Oh, yeah. Uncomfortable conversations. Another thing that we talked about is kind of like, I said, what is the word? Reciprocity. <laughs> <laughs> Reciprocalness. Um, what is the word? Reciproc. It's such a hard word to say. <laughs> Reciprocating. Reci- I you you know what? If you're listening to this, I'm sure you know what I'm trying to say. Reciprocalness. <laughs> oh my god! I could have googled this before the episode. <laughs> <laughs> but this like equal amount of effort being put into each other, and yeah. not just in romantic relationships, but also friendships. Um, and family yeah family too once you get obviously when you're a kid i'm not expecting you to to support your dad and mom but like (laughs) i I really do believe family as well it's it's it can't just go one way but Mm -hmm. that being said 
I like to emphasize that there are going to be periods of your life where one person is going to be taking more and one person is going to be giving more. Mm -hmm. And that's never going to change. Like, of course, people are going to have harder times in their life. So you're going to, as a friend, as a good friend, you're going to have to show up more. Mm -hmm. That's just how life works. And you can't expect, you can't always expect to get from somebody. Mm -hmm. Like if someone's going through someone horrible, you can't just show up and be like, hey, I'm having like a hard day. Can you also, like sometimes you just have to be the supporter, you know? And I think that's one of the first steps of like actually having a healthy relationship is Mm -hmm. realizing that at times you're going to have to put more effort in and then you're going to be receiving for a little bit. Yeah. And if you can understand that and and you're okay with that, then your relationships are going to go like way longer and Mm -hmm. be way more fulfilling and loving and just more meaningful to to you and your your friend or family or you know partner yeah no i agree as long as over the grand scheme of things it's basically an equal give and take there are times where you're taking there are times that you are giving as long as that's almost equal then that's great but if you find yourself in any type of relationship where you are just constantly giving and you reach out and you need support even if they're far away and you're just not getting anything back please reevaluate that. You should be able to depend on those people in your life. It, it can't always be you giving or vice versa. You cannot always be getting. Um, and I think that's a hard, a very hard lesson to learn for if you feel like a people pleaser, I guess. I think me and Zach are both kind of like that a bit. Yeah. Would you agree? Yeah. I think that was one of the lessons or the hardest lessons that I had to learn is that I can't always please people. Um, even though I would try to, I would always see, I don't know how to, how to like say this in the best way possible, but I would be frustrated with myself when I would try and put all this effort in and they wouldn't kind of give it back. And I'd mm-hmm. be like, well, why aren't you giving it back? Like, I'm trying to put this effort in. And mm. I just, I had to learn that it's like sometimes it's not always going to happen and sometimes you're just you're not always going to please everyone. Yeah. No, that makes sense. I don't know if you know this, but I don't know if everyone knows Enneagrams. Or is it Enneagrams the numbers? Mm. Is it Enneagrams or is so. that the MY thing? Oh. Is it no. Enneagram or Oh, that's Myers-Briggs. Okay, so Myers-Briggs. Enneagrams. It's yeah. like you get assigned a number for your personality. Mm-hmm. And Zach is a 2. Which I don't know what I am. I think I'm also a two or an eight. Still haven't decided. Um, but Zach is a two. And one of the unhealthy things that happen with twos when they're feeling like, I guess, mentally not the best is they will often, including myself, keep doing things for people and wondering why they're not doing it too. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Like you will continually do thing do favors for someone and then get angry when later on they don't do the same thing for you or they don't think to do a favor for you, stuff like that. That's interesting. Yeah, because I went through a lot of phases like that where I kept on doing favors, but secretly, like, not really consciously, but I was like, oh, now they'll do something like that for me. Right, right, right. And then I get frustrated when they don't think to do something like that for me, like, or I'll get them a gift and they don't think to ever do stuff like that. But it's like, not everyone has that personality. Yeah, no, absolutely. You know? Yeah. And if that's important, then you got to find someone else because not everyone... It's kind of similar to love languages, you know? Yeah. 
Yes. I, I get that. That makes... I never... Wow. Okay. Yeah. That, like, <laughs> it's like a tendency of twos. And for context, a personality of two is called the helper. And they just really thrive off of um, just, I guess, lifting others up, I guess. They really thrive off of other people's energy, that kind of stuff. And when they are in a worse state, they do kind of get into that over recipro... God damn it. Reciprocal. What is with this word? I don't know. <laughs> I need to Google how to say it. This over... Reciprocating? I guess, but it's more of a transaction, I should say. But they don't say it out loud. So how can anyone know they expect something in return? You know, mm-hmm. including myself. Mm. And that's something that I had to like work on. It's like you have to give just to give. You cannot expect anything in return or else it creates just these toxic relationships that the other person doesn't even know is happening. You know, they think everything's great. You're getting them gifts. You're doing things for them. Like, wow. But it's like, you're not doing the same thing for me. And they don't even know you're upset about it. So how could they, you know? Mm -hmm. So again, that communication, if you do need that, tell them. And then if they want to make the effort, then sure. And that goes back to that uncomfortable conversations with someone. Yeah. Where it's like, hey, I'm putting this effort in. And I don't feel it back. I would like, you know flowers too or i would like for you maybe don't to demand flowers from your friends though no, no. <laughs> but <laughs> just like i made you a birthday card and you, you know, forgot my birthday you forgot my birthday which that's also actually shitty yeah. <laughs> so maybe, but yeah. we need better examples reciprocal is that what i'm trying i think reciprocity so. whoa what <laughs> reciprocity uh, i'm gonna look up this word after this podcast and i'm gonna be so angry at myself <laughs> but anyways that's one of the last things that i wanted to cover <laughs> it's just that reciprocalness oh you know what i'm sorry the very last thing is i think i learned this really late in life actually is when you're able to create these healthy relationships you're finally not going to want to change them and i think that took me a really long time what do you mean when you're in a healthy relationship you will accept every single aspect of that person whether it's your friend whether it's your partner i think i spent a lot of my life wanting to at least what i thought was better the people i was in relationships but if anything i think i was trying to turn them into a carbon copy of me you know, and that's not a healthy relationship. Toxic. Red flags. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> There's my red flags, everybody. It was at the time. Yeah. <laughs> it was like similar to how I was saying you should have the same values. You shouldn't have all the same values. You don't need mm-hmm. to have everything in common. And when you respect someone enough, you're going to be completely okay with every single aspect of them. You're not going to want to force them to be anything other than themselves because you love them. Does that make sense? It does. It makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I'm glad that our relationship isn't, like, trying to change each other. No. Like, I like that we're both two totally different people, and but we also have sort of the same, same things. I think it goes down to that having different traits, but having the underlying core values values and life mission i guess yeah i feel like having those different traits gives you room to grow with each other and learn from one another be more accepting and learn how to just like 
be more well-rounded as an individual while your core values and I guess your life mission is more what you want to be on the same page on. Because if not, that's where it starts being that like inherent need to almost change a person. I guess in essence, it's almost like a, a yin and yang effect like you balance me out and i balance you out yeah you but know? we're still part of that like whole picture exactly but like, if it was two completely different pictures and it just would not work because it's it's like if you like think about that that yang symbol mm-hmm. there's like a piece of the black and the white and a piece mm-hmm. of the white and the black and it's you're still flowing together to create that one unit exactly yeah but if we were trying to head in opposite directions it just would not work Mm -mm. but yeah i guess that's a good analogy nice i like it thanks yeah so some of you may be wondering (laughs) like what does this have to do with i guess the purpose odyssey like finding your purpose everything like that and i would say it probably has everything to do with it in my opinion I just think the people that you surround yourself with really impact every aspect of your life, how you feel day to day, like how you feel about yourself, your view of yourself. It's like you spend so much time with other people and if you can't feel supported, if they if you can't be yourself around them, then I think it's going to be a lot harder to do anything that you're really passionate about, you know? Especially if you don't have you know, the correct support yeah. from from like-minded people like that have yeah. the same, again, values as you. Yeah. And I would say it's better to have nobody than people that were the opposite of these things. Yeah. They just drag yeah, you down. Even one person. Mm-hmm. If there's one person in your life that you've just been kind of carrying along because you used to have good times, that you have good memories with them, but it's not like that anymore... I promise your life is going to get significantly easier if you just let it go. And I know that sucks. And, and it's it does, extremely hard. It is. And yeah. it doesn't make them or you a bad person now, but it's not flowing anymore. And you're going in two opposite directions and it's going to keep getting in your way to go further into the direction you're trying to go to. It's like friction. You're on the treadmill in the wrong way. <laughs> They're like pushing against you. And, and it sucks. Yeah, sometimes it's you you outgrow a person yeah and as painful as that is it's just meaning that you're on the right path and they are too like you know it's not ever i think people get that twisted a lot where people think if someone ends a friendship with you or you're scared that someone will be angry at you which maybe they will be but just because you're the person ending a friendship or relationship doesn't mean you think that you're inherently better than the other person or you're going in a better direction or you're the only one that grew it's just it's two separate paths that keep getting further and further and further. And if you communicate it to them in that way, it's going to be a heck of a lot easier than just being like, I've outgrown you. Like, I... <laughs> <laughs> I've <You> outgrown you. <laughs> I don't know why you would be talking in a Viking accent. Maybe the conversation would be a lot easier if you did. I don't know. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, just remembering that, like, you don't have to feel that guilt that goes along with it it's just you both need to move on you know Mm -hmm. yeah so sometimes getting to where you need to be in life in terms of being happy with your career your goals anything that makes you happy where you want to live that's another big one sometimes will people hold 
people will hold you back to stay in one location, which is really frustrating. Very frustrating. And I understand you want to live close to them or like they want to live close to you, but they should also want you to be the happiest version of yourself. Mm -hmm. And if you are close enough in like terms of like relationships, you two will make an effort to see each other. Oh, absolutely. Distance will not end friendships or relationships if they are strong enough. If they break because of it, that says a lot, unfortunately. We know that firsthand. Yeah. Yeah. Like, me and Zach have been people that live far away from everyone close to us in our lives, and relationships really have not changed. Mm -mm. As long as that bond is still strong and there's, Mm -hmm. you know, respect and and what we talked about in this podcast, then your bond with that person... Uh, whether it be your your, your parents or uh, a partner or, or siblings or friends, it's not going to change no. other than, you know, missing them. Yeah. But. And that's okay to miss people. Mm-hmm. It just means that that's something good in your life. Don't get upset about having to miss someone. Yeah. When I was doing long distance with Zach, I missed him so much, but that would make no sense to end it. Then I would just never see him again. Yeah. <laughs> like there was just no option, but yeah. like, bask in it like let yourself feel that because that just means that you care about someone you love someone that much that you physically ache for them yeah that is such a privilege to have like take advantage of that it's not grief no it's just having that love for someone that's still around i'm i'm extremely thankful that i get to (laughs) to live with you and 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 now yeah now yeah like I Two just years get to later. travel with you. It's Yeah, you'll get there. Yeah. And if you care about someone enough, you you will get there. Oh my god. Sorry, we're filming in a hostel, so sometimes there's gonna be really loud noises. I don't even know if the mic picked that up. Someone's like slamming a chair above us. <laughs> Update. The mic picked it up. It was quite it was loud. very loud. <laughs> Hopefully that doesn't happen again. But anyways, yeah, it's okay to miss people appreciate it you'll get there if you care about them enough it just means that you have so much love for them in your heart (laughs) okay i think i'm coming to a close now um i do want to mention if you find yourself in a relationship i'm gonna say romantic relationship this time Mm -hmm. if you find yourself in a relationship where you just don't know i I don't know how else to word this this is going to be kind of controversial Uh Uh (laughs) if you just like oh like yeah he's okay or she's okay i promise you that there is someone out there that is not just okay for you i don't know how else to word that but i spent my life thinking that i didn't realize that love like this was possible I thought that it was fake. I didn't realize you could be so harmonious with people. I thought Zach's making a very shocked face at me. I didn't think love itself was fake, but I didn't realize it could be to this extent. So if you're with someone and, and I'm not saying just like a little bit of a dip right now, like, but you're just really not sure, like there's good and there's bad, you're up and you're down. It's like this crazy ride. I promise you there is better out there for you. You do not have to go to bed crying ever. You do not have to be second guessing your identity in a relationship. You should never feel disrespected in a relationship. Anything like that. They should only be making you a better person. And I think any gender can relate to this. But especially as a woman, I really did not understand that there could be men 
like Zach out there. And I just want to make that very clear for women to wait until you find someone that is like Zach, that takes the time to respect you, that is so kind to not just you, but every single woman. Because that is a very important thing that I don't think a lot of people look for, but it says a lot about him as a human being. I just want people to know that there is someone that is not just okay for you and someone that's going to elevate your purpose. They are out there. Just put yourself in those situations where you're going to find them. You can't isolate yourself at the bar. You can't do that. Well, you can sometimes, but most likely that's not going to be where you find them. So go out there, be in those situations where you're doing something you love. You meet people that like the same causes as you. And you might find them. At the very minimum, I promise you, you're at least probably going to find a friend and a very close one. It cannot hurt. And that kind of ties into just try something new today. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to keep reminding people. I really think that's like the main, I guess, message of life. In my opinion, it really slows life down. Mm -hmm. So try something new this week in public where you might meet somebody and slow your life down and meet a friend or your partner who knows Mm. (laughs) (laughs) all right that concludes the episode thank you zach for coming on of course thank you sydney for having me (laughs) i'll see you around i guess (laughs) (laughs) um if you want to help us out please leave five stars that's how word gets around about podcasts on these streaming platforms uh leave a review if you can I think I said that weird review review <laughs> leave a review if you can and I'm also going to start uh kind of like a Q&A section at the very end if you have like a question or you need advice about anything in terms of life I've been working on being a life coach so send them in to me I can answer them at the end just to get a different perspective on whatever issue you're facing I would love to help somebody out so yeah let me know follow our website it's purpose-odyssey.com There you can find all of our travel adventures and you can also find the link to our Patreon, which is basically just an extra subscription. If you do want to support us and go the extra mile, it is a monthly paid subscription and that gives you extra videos of our travels and just sit down videos in general talking about our week if you want to get to know us better as people. All right. We would really appreciate it. Yes, we would. Anything else to add, Zachary? Thank you to all our listeners out there. (laughs) I always wanted to say that. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Thank you to all of our listeners. All right. See you all next week. Hi, Hi, everybody. Welcome back. Are you fucking kidding me? (laughs) I had to once. You're not filming with me. Why? This is ridiculous. (laughs) Tapping thing is just, it's starting, it counts beats. Okay. Yeah. Like one of the... Little music clock yeah. tickers. Technically, this is to um, record music. So. Oh really? Yes. Wow. But I'm not a music producer, so. That's why it sounds so fancy when we do the. Yeah. The podcast. Yeah. Wow. Logic Pro costs money. I didn't pay for it. My dad did. Oh. Because well. he has all of these weird subscriptions to things. I don't know if he's just going to turn into a movie editor or what. I guess. I don't thanks, know. Dave. He, yeah, thanks, Dad. I don't know why you pay for such expensive video, photo, audio editing. I don't know what you're producing back there, but thanks Family. for the business. Home videos. <laughs>